Hey, what's going on? This is James with the band The Katinas, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Hey, I was uh, watching the news today. And um, Washington Post, actually it was on all news media outlets, but a guy, I believe in Maryland, uh, needed a heart transplant. And they've been testing it for several weeks now, or months, I would say. And he got a new heart, but not from a human. He got a pig heart. And the dude has been alive for three days now. He's in. He's out of ICU. He's off of the ventilator. And he's breathing on his own with a pig heart. And doctors are calling it, you know, like world class, world renowned, like like the next thing that, you know, that could save so many more thousands of people's lives because obviously a list, like a, a an organ donor list is like long, you know. And uh so yeah, they're they're testing it with this guy. He was, you know, willing to try it and the guy is has a pig's heart. That's so I thought that was pretty crazy. Well, the the doctor that they interviewed on on TV, he said a pig, well, a certain type of pig. It's not all pigs, but um, I guess a, a certain pig that weighs a certain amount. I mean, the pig that they took it from was like 150 pounds plus, but they said that they're pretty compatible. Their organs are pretty compatible to humans, so. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. So if this guy lives, you know, even for a couple more years, I mean, I, I say that's pretty awesome. So, so What's yeah. Crazy, like how does like the blood type thing work that you have to have the same blood type for an organ? Like how does a pig? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's why we do a Christian music podcast. I'm just wondering if the medical podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I wonder if he like is gonna crave. Don't say <laughs> if it. he's gonna crave Dude, like pigs don't bacon. Eat bacon. They would crave bacon. vegetables what? and stuff. Like, that, that's called cannibalism. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we drink ginger ale, so there you go. <laughs> if, if you are listening, we are all gingers, redheaded. So that was a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, guys, um, today we get uh, the privilege to interview uh, Christian music uh, group, The Katinas. The Katinas have been around uh, since the mid-90s, and uh, we're going to get to hear from them today. They're going to share their hearts with us, and we're just excited uh, for them to be on the show. And, uh, you know, I grew up listening to them, and... um, went to several of their, their shows and, uh, it's five brothers and, uh, they, uh, currently, well, some of them live in California and some of them live in, uh, Tennessee, but, um, yeah, so this interview is going to be great. Um, excited to listen and for him to share their hearts with us and see what's going on in their music and their ministry currently. So,
we have with us James Katina from the Katinas. How you doing, James? Jacob, I'm great, man. So good to be with you and uh, Brother Christopher, and thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, glad glad you are here with us on this uh, cold night. Before before we got started, we were talking about um, our locations of where we live, and my two brothers obviously live in uh, Louisville, and then James lives in Nashville, so they're all in the cold weather right now. But myself, not that far from each other. <laughs> yeah. Myself, this is uh, considered uh, Florida winter right now. We uh, uh, blistering fifty degrees today, and uh, hey, enough to, to to have that beanie cap on this evening. Uh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I said, man, it's cold in this house. <laughs> but yeah, we're just glad um, that you are a part of this uh, episode today, and um, like like we were talking before. Um, Love Your All's ministry and the Katinas and so many um, amazing songs and uh, the ministry uh, overall is just powerful. The impact that you have on um, several numerous lives. Um, just thank you for being obedient to God's voice, um, and especially these times. But uh, just thank you guys for all you do. Oh, man. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate those kind words. You know, it's amazing that... Um, when I even think that we've been doing it, and when I say we, you know, my brothers and I, and for, for anyone who's listening in, um, we are all brothers, right? We're, uh, we're, we're, you know, same, same mom, same dad. We've been, we've been doing music, uh, now for a little over 30 years. Right. And so, wow. like you said, man, it's totally the grace of God that has, uh, allowed us to, do what we love to do and 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 then you know to to be able to do something that uh, hopefully is having an impact on people's lives and uh, so we've yeah. heard many testimonies and uh, and so it's just uh, it's it's a it's a blessing it's one of those things that um, sometimes we we just have to be okay that we can't quite explain it it's just the goodness of god and it's again great to be with the the two of you yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, for you, James, and then some of the listeners that may have not listened before, um, we are the Christian Music Guys, and we just started this podcast just for our love of music and Christian music. And um, I mean, I'm the youngest of the three of us brothers, and I grew up influenced by music <laughs> i was not the one picking up the cds or the cassette tapes <laughs> they were the ones you know passing those down to me um so we're, we're just really glad to have you be a part and you know just ask a few questions and and get to know you and have our sure. listeners get to know you oh man let's let's do it man i'm, I'm glad to chop so, it so james let's be honest Yes. Your other brother, your other brothers are not around not right now. So, <laughs> out of you guys, who's who's the best singer? Who's the best? Oh my! <laughs> no, I, I could definitely answer this one. You know, we we definitely all, um, you know, we all sing. Um, uh, Sam, the oldest, um, uh, plays keys, piano, and he. He's uh, he's he's really the uh, 
the main production guy. You know, he's the one who is in our studio working on tracks. Uh, Joe's on drums, and then I'm on bass. But and then John and Jesse, I'm gonna give them the slight edge because you know they they don't play instruments, right? So it's like, what good are you guys, man? At least you know, <laughs> a pitch and and so they they've been uh, uh, like I said for three decades now. They've been uh, handling the uh, the lead vocal duties, right? So they better be a little better than than yeah. us. So, <laughs> I'll give them the edge, you know. Jesse's mm -hmm. just of the five of us. And then John, for those who don't know, John and I are actually twins. So, okay. So, yeah, the, the edge goes to John and Jesse. John and Jesse. <laughs> Good answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. So let's talk about the the start. How did the Katinas come to be? How did you all like? I mean, we know your brothers, and you know you probably just sang around the house a lot and everything. But how did how did it form? Like, hey, let's 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 do this. You, you know, beginning. yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'd have to go way way back, right? Um, but no, it it. Um, I would say it it all started uh, with our dad. Uh, being a musician and so you know we we grew up in the Samoan Islands so no one really had uh, a whole lot of means or money to do a lot of stuff uh, in our case we we didn't have professional training but our dad pretty much uh, taught us at a very young age just basic three-part harmony right and so yeah. it kind of started from there and uh, and then um our, our parents and our, our dad just retired from being a being an Assemblies of God pastor for uh, over 42 years, almost 43 years. So, wow. um, so, you know, way back uh, when they first started their ministry, I mean, he was not only giving the sermon, he was taking up the offering and then he was also doing the, all the worship. Right. Uh, yep. Rock pump organ thing. And so. Yeah. After a while, he was like, man, I'm getting exhausted, but I've got all of these boys here. And uh, so we were already singing, like I said, just basic harmony far back as I can remember. But mm -hmm. then um, just really out of necessity, uh, he got Sam. He taught him a few chords on the piano. Mm -hmm. And so he was good enough to just kind of, all right, let me just um, let me just throw him into the, the deep, as we would say, and uh, and Sam started slowly but surely just playing, um, you know, for for worship and for the church services. And then, you know, we would need someone to keep a tempo, keep the beat. And so Joe was next in line. Right. It kind of just went. Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> and then we just figured, hey, man, you know, because we grew up like you guys, man, Pentecostal. We, we've got to have have bass to lock up with the drums. Yeah, yeah. So we had a, a, a little uh, three piece section uh, to uh, accompany the vocals. And that really is how it all started. You know, now it, it probably didn't sound all that good, you know, but hey, you got to start yeah. somewhere, right? <laughs> right. We, we, you... It was really 
thanks to our dad. But then we would all, we, we also um, tell people we're, we're thankful for our mom because she really was our cheerleader. Yeah. As, as you guys can imagine, beginning we're just making a bunch of noise but as we're practicing in our little uh patio and again this is in a tiny village in american stomp our mom would be in the kitchen and she would just be cheering you guys are sounding good you know and, and that kind of thing so she was she um she didn't have any musical gifts per se but she definitely cheered us on and, and she prayed for us she really prayed yeah. like god um you're you're going to use these boys for your glory and you're gonna um, you're gonna use them, uh, you know, with with uh, their platform um, to to just share the message of Jesus through through our music. and you know we didn't know how it was gonna happen we didn't know exactly how to connect the dots but that's really where the dream started. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, y'all ever break out the uh, being Pentecostal? Did you ever break out the tambourines? Oh man, tambourines, just whatever, you know, back in Samoa, right? We, we tried to even afford tambourines, so it's just whatever we could, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, hit and uh and you know, maybe some some, you know, spoons and forks, whatever. You guys tambourine, we we rocked it too, so. Now you guys started um with goatee, correct? We did, yeah. How'd that yeah. come about? Did Toby? How did Toby see you guys or hear about y'all? Yeah, we uh, when we moved to Nashville, it was actually because we had signed a record deal with a mainstream label called Arista, mm -hmm. right? And so I won't go into the whole story, but uh, it was a multi-million-dollar deal. And uh, you guys are familiar, uh, I'm sure, with the Winans family, right? BB mm -hmm. and CC and yeah. The Winans fan. Oh, and we were inspired by them. Um, one, because they were a family, but we loved their music. This is a, a lot of gospel growing up. So BB um, basically started managing us, and he was the one who got us to deal with Arista. And so the plan was for us to move from Tacoma, Washington, where we were living at the, at the time. This was in 93. We moved to Nashville. And, uh, you know, we were set on making, we were hoping, <laughs> you know, Clive Davis, if anyone follows music, man, that's, that's the, the pinnacle, right? But yeah. we, we were like, okay, let's get our foot in the door, but then we're going to record all of our gospel stuff, right? So we moved to Nashville to, to try to figure this out. In that process, we, uh, we were just, you know, um, you know, these five island boys just trying to get familiar with living in the southeast. You know mm -hmm. I mean? And uh, so we would uh, get invited to uh, pickup games, uh, basketball games, and it was where all of, all these artists, you know, just the who's who back back in the day. Sure. Play DC Talk, you know, news. So we would whip up on them, right? We would whip up on them. They're like, who are these guys, right? <laughs> and that's actually how we met Toby. So, and uh, he, he had already been kind of hearing about these five brothers and, uh, and all the Christian labels, um, they, they knew that we had just signed a, a mainstream deal. And by the way, this is when Boys to Men was at the peak Jodeci and a lot of those groups. Mm. So 
this plan was to take the Katinas and we were going to be that, that band, you know, that male group for, for Arista to compete with these guys. Um, but y'all should cover Motown Philly then. Oh man, we, we've covered a lot of that stuff, bro. All right. Hard to say goodbye, you know, (laughs) but, um, so it was during that time and there was clearly a struggle that was going on, right? BB one, um, he wanted us to just, Hey, let's, let's, let's do a, a mainstream record, but you know, we'll, we'll keep it clean and, and then we'll eventually, you know, throw in some gospel tunes in the next record. And man, we we were we were struggling, you know, because while our dad was wasn't with us in Nashville, we were like, man, if, if dad hears the kind of stuff they're wanting us to do, he's gonna come and whip all of our butts. You know? <laughs> but long story short, um, this was about a year of just going back and forth. New York, uh, the A and R director Joy Bailey would send us songs. And we're like, there's no way we can sing this stuff. Like, it's just no way. And we would just try to figure out how can we. And you know how it is, right, brothers, where you're praying, but you already know what the answer is, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, God, can we, can, we, can we get you, God, to change your mind on this? Yep. Yeah. Come along. And that's really what was happening until we just said, you know what? We can't do this. And so we literally, we called Clive Davis directly him on a speakerphone and uh, just told him like Mr. Davis thank you thank you for this generous contract millions of dollars multi-album deal but um, we, we just can't go through with this you know it was really yeah. like Joshua saying man it's for my house man that's for yeah. my house and and the, the, the good news in that, and we really believe that God was just by his, his grace and his sovereignty, he was protecting us. Mr. Davis on that phone call said, you know what? There's always been something that I've respected about you boys. And of course he called it religion. You know, you guys are, are these religious yeah. boys and I've always respected that. And basically just said, Hey, this is what you guys feel. You know, there's not a lot of young, young kids that would pass up this opportunity. So I know this this is important for you guys. We didn't have to pay back our, our signing bonus with a lot of money, you know, especially back then for yeah. us, not a dime. Didn't have to involve us or anything. So that's just that's a, a, a snippet of the testament. Right at that point is when all of the Christian labels started lining up. And we just kind of, you know, we were we became friends with Toby and while they they really didn't offer the biggest contract, there were other bigger contracts uh, with with Christian labels. Back then it was Sparrow Records, Word, and all these guys. Mm-hmm. We decided to go with Goatee uh, because yeah. we felt like they were they were going to allow us to, from a creative standpoint, just do what we what we do, you know. And sure. and uh, that's really that's really always been the uh, the imprint. Of, of goatee of joey Elwood and, and uh toby mack for sure yeah that's long, awesome but i just wanted to kind of hit those points sure no yeah so how's it been working with your brothers all these years like yeah you know um you know how they say man don't don't ever be in business with your family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you always 
you always have that that lingering thought but you know 30 years later so how do you explain it right it's yeah. again it, it's just the grace of god um and over time we just we learned the art of agreeing to agree right and that yeah. hey there's what's meaning there's five strong heads there's five opinions but um we we just try to you know, keep the, the, the main objective in mind. Right. Yeah. And, and so sometimes again, you know, knowing, uh, what buttons not to push because we know each other's buttons, believe me. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Guys, brothers, you, you, you know, you, you know how that goes. So yeah. again, going to be disagreements, um, especially, as long as we've been doing this and this is, this is what we do for a living, right? We, yeah. we just came up uh, probably our, 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 our strongest Christmas tour. I mean, we hit, I don't know, 20 something shows today. Right? So um, how, how do we, how, how, how do we get to that point? I think it's, it's a commitment to just remember that number one, Hey, we're on the same team, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. But when you're in business, you, you have to just really um, clarify uh, the, 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 the over, overall vision. And again, maybe my way is not always going to is not always going to be the way. But um, again, we're, we're just looking at what, what's best, you know, and again, learning, learning to be okay that you know what I'll, I'll i'll let i'll let that guy have have this moment and you know let's it, you know and you that you got it, it and we tell people all the time you don't just become a family that gets gets along on its own right you have to work at it yeah, oh, yeah. you've got to work yeah. you've got to really want to um succeed together and not just as an operation or as a band but really as a relationship especially when it comes yeah. to family. so i can honestly say you know and the brothers don't have to be here for me to say this but they are my partners my life partners my, my best friends again mm -hmm. we uh we go at it you know we have disagreements um but i i think a lot of this we owe to our parents because it's this is what they really taught us at a very young age. Like, hey, man, this, this, these are different right? The right. ones yeah. all else they'll they'll be here with you and support you in season and in pockets of time, but your family, you know, F O E, right? Family yep. over everything. So, oh yeah. Um, Michael Tate said a while back on an interview about the DC talk days and they asked him, you know, what, what, what it was like being with Toby and Kevin all those years. And he said, man, we had our sheriff. We were like brothers. We were on the road 24 seven and slept in some crazy places and, you know, did all the things. And he said, uh, he said, when we, when we loved, we loved hard. And he <laughs> says, but when we fought, we fought hard too. <laughs> hey. I've, we've, we've been on tours with DC talk. So yeah. yeah, he said one night, he said one night yeah. they were arguing so hard and shaking and throwing stuff in the tour, the tour bus was <laughs> moving. He said, 
<laughs> That's awesome. I was like, woo. <laughs> yeah. well, so, boys, man, those, those yeah. guys put out amazing records, man. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask you a, a few um, questions. I want uh, some stories on some of your all's um, songs. And one song um, is called One More Time. It was off of your album. I think yeah. it was self-titled The Katinas. Um, but that song is special to me. It's special to my family. Um, yeah. Years ago, back in uh, 1999, uh, my parents, they went through a divorce. And wow. around that time, I, don't, I think it was that year, but that song came out. And then later on, it was on the radio. And it really ministered to my mom. Wow. Um, especially because, you know, the, the lyrics are so powerful. You know, I know that I can face tomorrow one more time. You know, wow. God, just I want to get through today and, you know, just let me get let me get through it one more time. And so she would always when all, you know, we were in the car going to school or wherever to the store and that song would come on. She would j just turn it up and just sing and Ooh. she would sometimes she'd just be sitting you know balling and have yeah. her moment with jesus in the driver's seat and so um you know i hear that song now i play it on spotify Ooh. and i'm like man it just brings back so many memories of that time yeah and so i just want to know you know how that song came about man th thank you for for sharing that that's because I'll, I'll tell you uh jacob and christopher um for us that's probably that that's that's more than gold right when when we yeah. hear the stories of these songs have found their their way in the people's lives and um in 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 real experiences good bad and indifferent that people go through that song was one of the first ones we wrote when we moved to nashville because we really felt like man we're in a foreign land you know like you know mm -hmm. we left the coast we left you know um our our family and friends and and so there was this adjustment period and uh, but we we also knew that you know as young as we were back then and again we had just signed this this deal and and things were kind of now up in the air because we weren't sure we we were having some doubt you know we were like man did we miss it and uh, and then just uh, along with being in Nashville and we're still adjusting, um, Sam just started, you know, messing with some chords. And and I remember those were the lyrics, right? Um, every time I hear a voice, every time I feel your touch, makes me know that I'm gonna face tomorrow one more time. And it's like that 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 was our posture. Like, hey, yeah. let's just let's not throw in the towel and and fly back to let's let's just let's just let's just trust god so even yeah. and the idea really the perspective is um it's a day-to-day -day, right our relationship with god is it's it's daily and sometimes when we're in in a season where there's a uh, there's clearly a struggle going on you know we want to either like god fix it like get me out of this or we were going to throw in the towel. And so that lyric, like, you know, just help me to face tomorrow one more time. Mm -hmm. That was really yeah. the same, you know. Um, and so just to hear what, what you and your family went through, I think it's universal, right? And it's really, 
the it's the gospel message. It's like, man, wh whatever season of life you're in, you know, just just know that he loves us perfectly. And uh, even if it, you feel like you're just holding on by a thread, but for dear life, just know that he'll yeah. he'll help you to make it through just day by day. Just trust. Just trust. Amen. Um, another song um, off the same album, uh, You Are God. And um, yeah. I've been, well, now I'm a, I'm a pastor, but um, I was a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor, gosh, 12, 12 years, 13 years. And one of my sermons that I did one time was He is God. And um, I used that song. It was just like a two week series. And I used that song, you are God and just telling, telling the kids, you know, how, um, the, the lyric in that song, he's, he's the rain that makes me whole. Um, yeah. you are God. And I used that lyric. Um, so that was another moment for me, you know, mm. that song. And so I, I would like to know the story behind that one too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, once we, we, you know, we got settled in and we knew that we were going to um, sign a deal with uh, Goatee. Uh, then, you know, it, it happens differently for artists and bands. For us, that was kind of like, okay, it's, it's time to clock in. And so we had already started developing a rapport with a lot of writers here in Nashville. I mean... You know, every waitress that you that that's yeah. serving you front yeah. is an aspiring songwriter, whatever. So we just started writing a ton, right? And You Are God was one of those songs where we were like, Man, this is probably not even for us. Maybe it's you know, maybe just maybe a, a church might might want to use it for yeah, I mean we just it was kind of like just put off to the side and then once we were ready to um start working with our A&R directors on kind of the vision of the album, going through songs that people were sending us and some unfinished ideas. And we're like, just going through this process. You Are God was one of those songs. It was just literally like a half a chorus, right? It was, there was nothing there. But um, our A&R director, um, Mike McLaughlin, you know, M double, uh, he was like, man, there, there's something here. And so, you know, we just, uh, we just started, I think, uh, someone, uh, during their devotion, they were, they, they, they had, you know, the book of Psalm, they were reading through the book. A lot of those passages referring to who God is really just yeah. came out of, you know, and it's one of those songs, and it, this doesn't happen all the time. Actually, it, it rarely happens, but it's one of those songs that kind of wrote itself, right? Because yeah. these are our words. These were this was the the cry of David, like you know, and um, and so just <clears throat> taking ex excerpts from different psalms, we just knew that okay, this is just a, de a declaration. You know, we're not saying anything new. This is no new revelation. This is just declaring who God is, you know, in our lives. And um, so, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys remember um, when George Michael 
right? When he was in a, a group, it was a duo group called Wham, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had yeah. <laughs> That's Chris's favorite Christmas song right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so uh. there, there's, uh, there's some core changes um, that, that sort of, we, we were inspired by that. It kind of was uh, woven in the bridge uh, in the bridge of, of you are God. If you go back and listen to it, uh, okay. Da, 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 take my life. It's very relatable to, to Careless Whisper. So <laughs> I've never told that story, but <laughs> when we were writing the, the, the bridge part, it felt like Careless Whisper to me. So Okay. Uh, I'll yeah, have to listen back on that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I just love how God works and he uses, you know, his scripture for, yes. uh, for music, you know, and that's what, that's what it's intended for, you know? Um, yes, indeed. but that's, that's a beautiful thing. So the last song that I want to know, and it's, it's, I don't think it's a song you guys wrote, but um, it's one of the most, uh, well-known worship songs ever. So many artists have covered it, but I will say, James, your all's version, you slayed it. Uh, Draw Me Close oh, wow. um, is probably my favorite version of that song um, by you guys, and it's incredible. Like, the harmony in it and um, just the, the instruments and in it is just so wow. awesome. And I, I love the intro to it. It's, it's, I love the intro. Yeah. So how did you guys, yeah. how'd that come about? And Well, you, you remember that that, that was a part of the Citus project, right? By Michael W. Smith. Mm-hmm. And we actually just, we, we had lunch with, with Michael uh, yesterday. Uh, He's been just a dear friend, huge inspiration to us. Sure. We all, you know, listening to him and Amy Grant. I mean, we, we, we were listening to Amy Grant when we were, when we were in the islands, right? Yeah. So moved to Nashville, that was a part of, um, you know, the blessing of being in a town like Nashville is we actually got to meet some of these people, people who have had an impact on not just on our music, but on our lives. Right. So when uh, we were on tour, it was a Christmas tour with Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith. And uh the, now this was the the biggest tour we've ever been on. As far as, I mean, there were eleven tour buses, eight semis because it was an arena show, and they had a fifty-piece orchestra. Wow! And, you know, it's like fifteen-city uh, Christmas tour, and it was a blast. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, got to just get to know these amazing people, and so that's when we really became. Uh, close friends with Michael W. Smith. Uh, we play flag football during the day. It was funny, man. But then <laughs> on many occasions, uh, most um, we would have devotion backstage, right? There would be a piano there and usually it would be Michael playing and just anyone who wanted to come in, you know, an hour before the show, we just have like a 15, 20 minute devotion and usually it would, it would also include um, a worship song or two. So, you know, Michael would usually lead the worship, playing the piano, and he just finally said, hey, guys, you guys have any worship songs that, that 
you know, that you guys are really enjoying. And, and we, we introduced him to draw me close. We heard okay. it. We heard yeah. it at the, a youth event or some or like some mm-hmm. youth. Yeah. And have you ever heard this song? And he never heard it. Right. So yeah. we sang it during worship. This was backstage. And he was like, wow, that, that is a powerful song. And I can't remember. It might have been the following year. He called and said, hey, remember that song you guys played for me? I want you guys to record that on the Exodus project, right? So it was yeah. Third Day was on there. Uh, I think DC Talk was on there. Uh, just all these incredible bands. But but that's the song. And really, that that's when Draw Me Close took off, right? Because yeah. there were many, many versions after that. <clears throat> yeah, many. <laughs> hit radio really hard and so yeah well it wasn't a song that we wrote i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i wish we did but it was um it was a song that um definitely became a part of our sure and a lot of people recognize us because of that song so uh, you know like we were just saying right it's it's, god just kind of works things out in 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 his own divine way. And I think we just stay open and we stay available. And, you know, um, we kind of have our thoughts and ideas of how things will happen and transpire. But at the end of the day, he's in control. And uh, so draw me close. Um, yeah, we pull that one out from time to time for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Well, James, as we come into a close, here um we'll do this segment and it basically is just tell us tell the listeners where can where can they see the katinas soon what is to be expected from you all like any anything in the in the books and what's the future hold uh no absolutely and and again thank you guys for this was really really fun just getting to know you guys as well um, so we just came off of a, a really busy uh, fourth quarter of last year, right? With with the Christmas tour, we also came out with uh, Sunday set two. Um, so we did Sunday set, which is just um, familiar songs that the church. Sure. So we just did uh, Sunday set two. So it's got songs like uh, "Raise a Hallelujah," "Waymaker." Um, the blessing just and then we we did uh record uh two original original songs on there here and all right so that's out and um uh we're, we're taking most of january off um, we are doing a one-off this weekend we're flying to oklahoma city so you know you can go to the katinas.com um we're really excited about an event uh, and it's our first time uh, doing this and we actually got the idea from Michael W. Smith several years ago um, we, we've done cruises you know like the big ships we mm-hmm. used to, we, we, we had it, it ours was called the Cousins Cruise um, and just with what's been going on the last two years that hasn't been feasible to do right so we kind of sure. put it off these last years and um, Smitty started saying, hey, you guys need to do land cruises, you know, where you invite the cousins to 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 your. Team. 
So this is our first time doing the Katinas and Cousins Nashville reunion it's happening in June, uh, June 16th through the 18th. Uh, you can go to cousinreunion.com or you can go to the Katinas.com, but we're excited. It's literally going to be like a, a big uh, family reunion where we're going to be having dinner together with, you know, uh, several hundred people. Uh, we're going to be doing devotions outdoor. And of course, it's going to be much warmer, you know, in June. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and maybe a bit of humidity. But we're excited about that. And, um, you know, just uh, really uh, what what happened for us, I'm sure, just like a lot of bands and uh, ministries during this two year pandemic situation is we had to pivot. Right. Because we've always been. Yep. Uh, a live touring band and uh, it's been awesome. But once everything shut down, I mean, when 2020 hit or it was March, like automatically 65 shows were canceled. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, our, that's our livelihood. Sure. Yeah. But God taught us a lot. Again, this whole idea of man, just trusting in him. It really forced us to not only pivot, but really um, embrace uh, just the online space, right? And our yeah. audience, uh, we don't have the biggest audience, but we have a core, right? And so we started just creating content. You know, we do uh, something called Home with the Katinas. We do a podcast that that uh, hits uh, one episode a week. So we, it's it's been a, a two-year of just learning on the go-to, but it's been amazing. The response has been incredible. So our goal is that as we are building whatever this is online, because that's just, you know, just even from a business standpoint, it's just really smart to do that. We're, we're yeah. believing that we have to be out on the road as much, right? I mean, we, we love the yeah. road, but man, dude, we're getting old too, right? So it's like <laughs> the idea of, so we're just praying through it and, and just kind of, this this month of January, you know, we 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 went on a 21 day fast, and a lot of mm -hmm. that has just been really just seeking God, being alone with God, and and just wanting and the the desire to hear His voice. and And uh, we were talking to Michael w, w. Smith about this yesterday. That um, you know, it's a new season. You know, that's not just a cliche. But sure, it, it is a new season. What what is it? You know, and and sometimes it just takes some time it takes a while to to figure that out and, and it's that's why it's important to really have a prayer life and and really yeah. trust that god um we need clarity and we trust that you're going to give us clarity so the katinas.com is the hub you know we're on facebook instagram and uh yeah man we we feel in some ways while we are getting up there in age man we feel like a second wind sure. and so awesome. we we don't know how much longer we'll be going. Um, we've got other things that we're doing as well, like uh, real estate investing, and you know, again, just hey, man, it's this the the the, the uh, e economic world is ever shifting too, right? So, oh yeah, I mean, doing podcasts, just creating um, these these paths, and uh, just see what happens along the way. So, and that's why I'm I'm. I'm I'm proud of you guys, man. 
you guys are are putting out great stuff uh, and i'm going to be sure to to listen in as often as i can awesome appreciate it well james it's it's been an honor and thank you so much for being a part um of this and uh i want to ask you do you mind if you close this out in prayer you know our, our world is uh, it's full of hurt. There's a lot of people that are hurt. Uh, last two years have been rough for a lot of people, you know, with everything to the COVID pandemic and things shutting down, people losing their jobs, yeah. um, rioting and yeah. um, just division, you know, and um, our world just needs Jesus. And uh, he's the only answer, you know, um, no politician, no you know, no, no preacher, nobody's going to fix the, the problem and people yeah. just need to turn their eyes to Jesus and um, to put their trust in him. So we just pray us out. And I, I believe that 2022 will be a, a new year, a refresh year or, you know, a year yeah. of new beginnings and for a yes. lot of people. So, man, I'd be honored to Lord. We are so grateful again for uh, technology or grateful for uh just opportunities to not only share our personal stories, but really an opportunity to point people to Jesus. And I thank you for my brothers, for uh, Jacob and Christopher and the the Christi- Cr- Christian music brothers and that they're uh, setting out to do. But Lord, we, we take these uh, few minutes to just pray uh, for our world. We, we, we pray for... Um, well, that's that can sound general, but we really do. We pr- we pray for the climate that we're living in, and um, if we're being honest, we 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 struggle because we have a lot of questions. We there's a lot of concerns. There's a lot of fear and anxiety and chaos. But as Brother Jacob just said, Lord, we know that you. There's no doubt about it that you are the answer. Andre Crouch wrote a song years ago that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. And uh, so I pray that while we don't have the answers, that we would take advantage of the opportunities to point people to the answer, which is Jesus. I ask God that you would give us wisdom. I pray that you would give us clarity as believers, as followers of Christ, to not be a hindrance. But, Lord, that we would exemplify your love. You said that they will know us by our love. They will know us by our fruits. And so I pray that every moment that we have to to share, to have conversation, maybe we won't have time to quote a scripture. But, Lord, may people find trust in us. May may people feel something different. And... um, May it be your Holy Spirit that that stirs the hearts and minds, especially of people who are without Christ. Uh, we just ask God that you would uh, give us guidance, that you would that you would lead us, that you would give us discernment, and uh, we thank you, Lord, because we know that that for such a time as this, you have called us, you have called us to be light us share the love of Jesus with this world that um, more often than not they're being inundated by uh, by the, 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 the worries and 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 uh, uh, fear messages and 
misinformation and all of these things are are uh, bombarding uh, uh, people's lives and uh, they're they're losing sleep, they're losing trust, and they're losing hope. But Father, I just pray that you would give us a boldness, that you would give us humility to the way you love us. And we thank you, God, because we believe wholeheartedly that our greatest days are ahead. Our greatest days are ahead. So lead us, guide us. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.